0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With us today for today's episode is our special guest, The Ohio Realtors 2022 President, John Mangus. John, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, excited to be here. Thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate the invitation.
0: Yeah, we're super excited to uh, have you on. You are no stranger to the Ohio (laughs) Realtors world uh, by any means, Uh, but this is your first time on the podcast, so we're really excited to talk about you, um, about what your plans are for the new year Uh, as president. I know you have a lot of great things in store for us, and we're going to get to hear about all of that. But before we get started, I have to ask our signature question, which we ask all of our guests on the podcast, which is, what? is the best view that you've ever seen?
1: Wow. That one prompts a little introspection, doesn't it? I mean, that's probably why you asked the question. Yeah. For me, that kind of elicits like, what's your happy place or that kind of thing. So for me, you know, after a hard week or a, you know, a crazy busy week, especially in the, the peak of the season, you know, I kind of think about one of my happy places, which is kind of making my way over to Catawba Island, over to the Catawba Island Club There's this uh, great little second floor place called the Burgee Bar that looks out over Lake Erie. And by Friday night, I'm usually ready to chill out a little bit, grab a nice glass of something, listen to the live music, and watch the sunset over Lake Erie. Um, In fact, for those of you that follow me on social, you probably are tired of my sunset pics on Insta (laughs) or Facebook because some of those sunsets, you know, they're just too pretty not to take a picture of, Allison.
0: No, I think so, too. That's a funny <laughs> thing that you said. Are you sick of seeing a sunset? I am never sick of seeing a sunset. Like, I am such a sucker for a sunset, so <laughs> send me all the sunset pictures Um, I, I would love to hear it. I love love visiting Lake Erie. Love going up there. A group of friends and I uh, make a trip to Put-in-Bay um, once a year to spend the weekend up there. Always a blast. It's so beautiful, and it makes you feel like you're really almost is. not even in Ohio, which is like really cool when you talk about escaping and getting away from the work week, going up there, kind of makes you forget, you know, that you're even in this state, which is very cool, very, very nice. And you also have a boat, right? Because one of yeah. the auction, RPAC yeah, auction, I think you offered someone to come with you on your boat, right? Yeah,
1: for the RPAC auction yeah. um, last year, 2021, you know, I put up a kind of just an Erie Islands weekend, which really can be whatever they want it to be, you know, ride out on the boat, you know, trip over to Kelly's Island or Putin bay hang out at Catawba, Whatever, and sometimes you know those are weather dependent as well. But there's never a bad day when you're yeah. on the islands. It's just always a, a great time. And and really, you know, that's a piece of Ohio to your point that a lot of people don't even recognize. You know, I'm always amazed. Um, you know, when I started working with Dot Loop, you know, based in Cincinnati, I was shocked at what a large percentage of the people at Dot Loop didn't know anything about Erie Islands. Didn't know that Kelly's Island or footen Bay or Middle Bass, you know, even existed. So. You know what a great treasure those are.
0: It absolutely is. and Definitely get up there if you haven't had a chance to yet. So much fun and in beautiful, beautiful place. Okay. Well, thanks for answering the question. Thanks for playing along <laughs> sure. uh, with the game. Love the little chat there. I want to hear about you, John. How did you get started in real estate? I know you've been in this industry for many, many, many years. Did you always know that you wanted to get into real estate or tell us a little bit about what's gotten you to where you are today?
1: You know, it's so interesting. I think if you ask that question to a hundred realtors, You know, I think probably 99% of them would say it wasn't on my radar until somebody tapped on my shoulder. And I would say the same thing. I grew up on a family farm in Henry County, Ohio, roughly 20 miles south of Napoleon, if any of you know where that is. And I graduated from high school, went to Patrick Henry, if that sounds familiar to anyone. And I moved to Toledo to go to college. And I quickly realized that without income, college becomes very expensive. So I was working a couple part-time jobs taking some day classes, taking some night classes. And I had the same professor a couple semesters in a row. And he kept me after class one night, Allison. And you know, after seeing some of your casework and whatnot, you'd make a really good realtor. Mm. Uh, he said, you, you do very well with problem solving. You, know, you can take the classes here at the University of Toledo as electives toward your degree. You know, it's kind of a way to double dip the system. I was like, OK, you know, at that point in your life, an authority figure Pulls you aside and makes a recommendation. You're probably the same way, Allison, but you kind of listen to it, right? Yeah. So, what I later found out, he was a commercial realtor Mm. that had been a professor before he sold real estate. And, you know, he kept teaching a few classes, you know, just to stay connected to that. But, you know, he pulled me out of class, kept me after, suggested I take the classes, which I did. Got my real estate license, uh, my sales license at 19. Stayed in, in school for a while because I think I was on the maybe five or six year program. Mm-hmm. And then at 24, I had sold enough real estate to qualify. So I took the additional classes and got my broker's license.
0: Wow. So you became a broker at that young at 24? Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? That's
1: awesome. What were they thinking, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, clearly they were thinking that, you know, something good, because now uh, look at the impact that that you've had and in your success. So very cool. I love, I love hearing uh, stories. And you're right. You know, not a lot of people say, you know, this is always something I knew how to do. And I think it's just, it just shows the importance of, you know, having good people in your life that see something in you that want to encourage you to go down a certain path.
1: That's really a great point, Allison. And this may not tie into where you exactly want to go. We had, as a community of realtors, we always need to be looking for like that next generation mm-hmm. of professionals to follow in our tracks. And, and you know, I think that's just you know, something we can all be more vigilant of.
0: Absolutely, always something to keep at top of the mind. You know, how are we going to bring that next generation along to sustain Correct. this industry? You know, because you know we're not going to be around forever, and it's good <laughs> to have uh, have people ready to step in and, and take over um, if needed. And I know too, uh, one of the things that you're super passionate about and do a ton of great work with is your charity work. You're super involved with a ton of different organizations, always giving back. Tell us a little bit about that. Is that something that you know is really important to you? And, and tell us about your work with. different Different charities.
1: Sure. Sure. So I'm going to go like way back. Okay. Yeah. I mentioned that I grew up on a farm. My father was actually a quadriplegic mm. and that presented a whole host of challenges, especially, you know, in the seventies, um, our society wasn't quite as uh, accommodating to people with disabilities as we are today. And, and yet, you know, my parents both very much, you know, they were you know greatest generation people and they both very much instilled in my siblings and I that um, philosophy that when asked to do something, you say yes and you give back where you can. But, you know, they lived pretty modestly. They didn't have a lot of you know, resources at times, but they, were always, they always found a way to give back and, and be part of the community that, that they were living in. So you know, I've just really projected their will forward. Chairing the United Way uh, fundraiser a few years ago for a couple of years was certainly something I enjoyed. For the last 20 years, we've been doing a fundraiser tied to a Cinco de Mayo theme, which is code oh. for a lot of fun.
0: Yes. And,
1: uh, <laughs> and with, with that, we've been able to raise a good amount of money for the local chapters of the Children's Miracle Network and the uh, local chapter of Coleman for the Cure. And, you know, again, I, I think keeping those dollars that are raised locally, you know, here, local, in our community, and we've earmarked them to be, you know, reinvested locally and not sent off to the, you know, home office kind of thing, that's really important to us. Uh, great people to help me with that. My business partner Kathy, and such a great committee here that, that's helped us put on you know those events for the last twenty years. And I mean, we're we're just short of a half million dollars that we've raised for CMN and Coleman, and uh, super proud of that. That's uh, incredible. You know, it's really kind of a passion. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm digressing a smidge, but you know, if anybody that's listening ever has a chance to reach out to the to the children's hospital in whatever community you're in and take a tour those folks love to walk you through and I'm telling you once you see what goes on inside of a children's hospital you just can't help but open your heart Allison yeah absolutely it's
0: just absolutely no that's that's incredible and I think it just goes to show the testimony um, that Ohio Realtors care and, and Realtors give back. And, you know, you are such an embodiment of that and the fact that you've been able to give so much back to your community. And I love that you said you keep it local. You know, I think that's really cool. We live and work in these communities. We sell homes. We encourage people to live here. And, you know, the fact that you're able to give back to your specific community where you're living, I think is really special. And we know Realtors are great at that.
1: You know, realtors are such giving people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just, realtors just have giving hearts. I'm going to digress for just one more second, but CMN, Mm -hmm. Children's Miracle Network, reached out to us maybe five or six years ago and said, hey, you know, we're doing a renovation at the hospital. We want to have a place for the siblings of the kids who are here, who are sick. Uh, Can you help us, you know, help us create a space, you know, with, movies and videos and games and like Mm -hmm. a fun space for the siblings that's safe so if the parents are down the hall in a room the siblings can somewhat monitored but somewhat safe on their own and that was so much fun because Mm -hmm. it was just a, a neat project to get behind and raise some extra cash for
0: that's awesome this episode of the real view is brought to you by the ohio association of community colleges Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. If people are interested about learning more or, or giving back, can they reach out to you? Um, if oh, they absolutely. Want?
1: Yeah. yeah, CMN is such a cool organization. And let's face it, there's just nothing worse in life than a sick child. Oh, no. There just isn't.
0: No, and, no kid deserves to be going uh, through.
1: Kids you know, deserve and, to be
0: playing around and having fun and not with any cares in the world.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And especially in the, the real estate community, we see it, but you know, not everybody has access to quality health care. And, you know, some of the extras that kids need just aren't available in some circumstances. So, you know, being that little bit of a stopgap, it's just kind of a cool thing.
0: No, it's super cool. I love, you can see how passionate you are about it when you talk. Uh, so so thank you for sharing that with us. It's hard to digress from, man, I should have closed with that because that was like super cool. You know, I want to sit with that. It's very, very touching. Um, you know, feel it in the heart for sure. Tell us a little bit about your path to leadership. You are going to be the president at Ohio Realtors in 2022, but you have been doing so much for uh, your local associations, for our state association. I mean, you've just done it. At all and have been involved um, on so many different levels of leadership uh, before. Now you take the reins uh, this year as president. So tell us how you got started and what made you want to get involved
1: in leadership? I don't know that it was ever a super conscious decision. Like a lot of things in life, the more you get involved, the more you want to get involved. And one thing sort of leads to another. I know with our local association, you know, getting involved with our Norris MLS was sort of, you know, my first step into that. You know, from there, I got involved with the board of directors on, you know, on the local association side and, you know, chaired some committees. Just think it's a fun thing. But during the recession, everybody had budgetary issues, mm-hmm. right? And yet we wanted to put on a first class RPAC event. And myself and our RPAC decided that we were going to like look around our industry and see if we could put together an RPAC band. So we found a drummer that was a realtor. We found a bass player. We found a guitar player. We found a couple vocalists. We found uh, Johnny O, an accordion player from a polka band. And we put together this band. They came up with a set list, Allison. And uh, we were outside on the river in downtown Salido and put on just an amazing RPAC event in the middle of the recession when things just weren't very happy in our industry. And it wasn't a record fundraising event by any means. It was still a big dollar raised and everybody had fun that lightened the spirit. But that event showed me as much as anything, you know, just how a little bit of creativity can really translate to elevating our members, elevating our industry. Uh, We have, you know, local uh, elected officials there. I mean, everybody had such a great time, Allison. And it was just kind of a game changer in the middle of a not fun time of our industry.
0: I love that sounds so fun. What a cool idea to find, you know, realtors who are, you know, different types of band players and drummers and singers and musicians. That is so fun. What a what a It was really fun. You know, in
1: retrospect, like why we didn't video that, I have no (laughs) idea. Um, It would be so fun to have on a shelf and pull out. But anyway, but, you know, through that, I've gotten more and more and more involved and became a state director and got involved in some of the committees at uh, Ohio Realtors or then Ohio Association of Realtors mm-hmm. and chaired um, some committees. And and I'm going to digress to uh, the convention in Cleveland. And we were at the Hilton rooftop bar and Greg uh, Rabchak pulled me aside and said, you know, you really need to uh, go through the chairs and, and be our someday president. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's so many talented people. You know, I'm just one of them, 33,000, now 37,000 members. And you know, next thing you know, he waved in uh, Sarah Kahlo and Bob Miller and Chris Hall. And I sort of got quadruple teamed, Allison. <laughs> yeah. And uh, back to my parents, you know, when asked, say yes. And uh, so I said yes. And I think Sarah might've been president because we were in Cleveland that year. And, and of course, you know, there've been great leadership in between now and then, um, you know, Seth in 2021 has just been awesome to work with. And, yeah, so I feel very privileged to uh, have had the opportunity to serve, give back, and be part of such a great organization.
0: Yeah, no, you really are. And it's always a joy whenever, um, you know, we interact with you. And I loved having chats <laughs> with you. And we spent some time together in, in San Diego at the NER convention, which was awesome. And you just bring such a positive approach. And, oh, and you. uh, your energy is is so refreshing. And you're just always a joy to to talk to. You're always in a great <laughs> mood, <laughs> whether, you know, that's the case You know, always are not, but you always are a joy to talk to. So I appreciate your energy and and your positive approach. And you always bring a little sunshine um, to whatever you're doing. So,
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I truly love what I do. I mean, this industry is such an amazing place to plant roots and put down a career. This is almost one of the last vestiges of entrepreneurship there is. We don't have to buy inventory. We don't have to pay tax on inventory. We just have to be really good at communicating and taking care of our clients and maybe need to do a little better job of taking care of ourselves. I sometimes see uh, stress on people's faces when you know, they're doing transactions and you know, a little self-care is important, too. And I, I think sometimes we forget that part of the message, Allison.
0: Absolutely. I think that's something we can all do better on is yeah. taking care of ourselves. And, you know, we are job number one. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, if we are not good um, on the inside and out, then how are we going to be good, you know, doing everything else that we have to do? But you have some pretty cool initiatives planned for us <laughs> for 2022. So I know there's kind of three things that you've narrowed in on that um, you're really going to make a focus into your presidency. Yeah. Tell us what those are.
1: Sure. And I'll try and be succinct, which is sometimes hard for me. Um, (laughs) Hey, we're uh, we're on
0: a podcast. We're here to talk. So it's all good. (laughs) Fair enough.
1: enough. To Scott Williams' credit, CEO Scott, probably early in 2021, he reached out to me and said, You know, I want to talk to you about your initiatives for 2022. I want to start thinking and, and processing and getting familiar with what your initiatives are going to be now so that, you know, any groundwork that needs to be done, we can begin in advance of, which I, so appreciate that approach. Mm-hmm. You know, one year goes by so fast, Allison, mm-hmm. like hypothetically to drop some initiatives on staff, the middle of January and expect something positive to come from them in a 12 month time frame is pretty unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So Scott reached out, like I said, in early 2021. And I said, finding a healthcare solution for our members was the number one thing on my list. And He jumped on that. And while we're still working on finding a solution, and staff have come a long way in evaluating other options that are out there, looking for healthcare solutions for 1099 independent contractors that uh, make sense. While we don't have an announcement, I can tell you that is certainly top of the list. It's underway. Scott and staff are, are diligently working on finding a solution for. Our members that make sense. And I, I'm just so excited about that one. I mean, good health insurance is priceless almost.
0: It is. And, you know, I think if we've learned anything through this pandemic, it's that you're right. You know, the ability to know that you're safe. If, you know, we are in a national pandemic, global pandemic, or, you know, if anything was to happen, um, you know, you want to be protected, you want to be safe and secure. And I know that, you know, speaking as a staff person that this is something, you know, we're passionate about bringing to you all as well. And, and we really hope that we're able to find a solution. And like you said, I know we're working super hard on trying to figure out something that works and having that option available, I think is critical, you know?
1: You know, I, I think Scott and staff have been working on the healthcare solution for a number of months, and it doesn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you that are listening that aren't aware of this, I mean, finding a healthcare platform for independent contractors because let's face it all of us are you know our own little businesses we're not you know part of a large corporation while we are part of a large association and the largest trade association in the country we're independent contractors and that creates a special set of problems for health insurance which is regulated on a state by state basis so enough of that one we're working on it Hopefully we'll have something exciting to tell our members yes. in the relatively near future, Alice. Yes, absolutely. So the second one, and I know you and I have talked a little bit off-show about this next one. Yeah. So I'm gonna just kind of throw it out there and then I'll let you ask me where you want. I'll let yeah. you tell yeah, me where yeah. you want me to go with it. Yeah. But um, I'd like to sort of lift the hood on dual agency and I'd like to put together a working group or a PAG or a presidential advisory group that that actually can take a look at dual agency and kind of look at it and say, you know, are the consumers' needs being well met? Are members understanding it and using that agency option in the best possible way they can? I feel like with the market we're in, particularly with the seller's market we're in, and we have escalation clauses and earnest money being held by non-realtor entities, there's just a lot of changes that have happened in our marketplace. And I want to make sure that dual agency is being practiced properly, and that dual agency is really appropriate in the way it's formed right now um, in Ohio. There are states that have actually outlawed dual agency, mm. and I'm not advocating that. By the way, I just want to be clear on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating that. I just want to lift the hood and look at it.
0: Absolutely. And for those of our listeners who may not know what what that is, could you share with us?
1: Think of it this way: if you're a licensee and you have a listing, you are representing that. That seller. If you are working with a buyer and you have established a working relationship with that buyer and declared yourself a buyer's agent, and you are now taking that buyer to that listing, you are a dual agent, which means you have the same equal fiduciary duty to the buyer that you do the seller and the same to the seller that you do the buyer. So when all of these things happen in the course of a transaction, whether it's you know inspection issues whether it's a low appraisal multiple offers appraisal gaps uh, the list goes on it becomes very very challenging to be completely neutral and not advocate for either party and and yet that's really the letter of the law that we're charged with mm-hmm. so disclosure there's just so many pieces of it and again I'm not advocating that we get rid of dual agency I would just like to look at it and say and see if, if it needs to be revised modernized or if we just need to do more training on it. That
0: yeah it? no I think that's a great that's a great spotlight and it deserves to take a look at you know no harm can come from taking a look at something you know if we feel that you know it's that time again or it hasn't been you know really a focus uh, for a few years I think it's great that we're going to take a look at that and, and we'll see we'll see you know what we find and it'll be a great a great initiative uh, for us to work on
1: For sure for sure.
0: And you have one more for us, I I believe, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: My third one is a little bit different insofar as it's sort of an emerging piece of our industry. But, you know, if we look back pre-recession, there really weren't very many teams functioning and operating in Ohio. Maybe in other parts of the country there were because, you know, Ohio was a little bit slow to catch up on teams. But now we see teams as one of the fastest growing segments of our realtor population. So I would like to create you know, a working group or a PEG that, that looks at teams and says, you know, from an award standpoint, do we need to look at teams and have you know, small team, medium team, large team awards? Do we need to look at team leaders and say, do they need to be a management level licensee? Because in many respects, Allison, they're a brokerage within a brokerage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of things that go into operating a team that we haven't really talked about for a while or maybe ever. So, even dual agency, how is dual agency practiced within the team setting? And does that need to be sort of uh, evaluated? So uh, looking at teams awards, structure, training, education, I know that our ODRE has said that they want you know teams to be brought forward and named you know appropriately. However, you know, some teams are grandfathered in if they were prior to July first, so, there's going to be some changes that maybe we need to make our members more aware of that maybe they aren't currently aware of. I don't know. I just want to look at that in a little more detail and maybe get some clarification around it.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, like you mentioned, it's so spot on. It's so relevant, so timely as to what's going on now. Because I believe the last time we had uh, Peg and Lori on our attorneys at Ohio Realtors, they discussed some of those changes that you mentioned with teams and how they're named and all that stuff. So it makes total sense that we would uh, take the opportunity to, to take a look at that and uh, see, see what can come out of it and see if there's stuff that needs to be revised. And like you said, bring more awareness around it. So, very, very cool. And I know we are just a few weeks away from yeah. your inauguration at <laughs> our winter uh, conference at the Easton Hotel in Columbus. Are you looking forward to that night? And what are we going to expect for your
1: big night? Well, you know, I, I guess it sets like, makes me uncomfortable when you say, like, <laughs> about my big night, because I don't think it's about me, it's about our association, it's about um, our industry—it's about you know putting a spotlight on you know the staff and all the amazing things that we're doing. Like even just this week, you know the first-time homebuyer's tax credit. Well, I was going to say inching forward, but really it's more of a lunging forward. Yeah, I mean, we're almost we're at the one-yard line of, if to use a football analogy. Yeah, and Beth and staff have made that happen, and that's so so very exciting. So to answer your question, the inaugural will be on Monday, January 24th at the Easton Hilton. I think there's a cocktail hour at 6, um, dinner at 7, uh, inaugural 8. And then right after that, and going a little bit retro here, Allison, but f- you know, for much of the 90s at the then Ohio Association of Realtors Convention, a band out of Cincinnati called The Menus played the big ballroom night. Actually, they're a put-in-bay party band. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not. No, but that's, uh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah,
1: bay for probably 20 years. But anyway, they're out of Cincinnati, so they're Ohio-based. And uh, they're going to come and entertain us. And uh, on a Monday night in uh, Columbus in January, there's not a lot going on. So in talking with staff, we thought, why not bring the party to Ohio Realtors so nobody has to leave and put on a coat?
0: I love that. We're going to have a party. That's going to be so fun. Very cool. And then another thing that we're looking forward in 2022 is our annual convention. And I have to say, how fitting is it that it's back in Cleveland? Because when you speak about your story of leadership, that's kind of where it all started. And now we're kind of coming back there. So it's a little bit of a full circle moment.
1: For sure, for sure. And Joe Dirk is going to be our 22 convention chair. And he was our 2020 convention chair, except we didn't have a convention. Mm -hmm. Um, It was supposed to be in Cleveland. And the venue, I mean, House of Blues, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the convention center, everybody was so cooperative and and let us get out of our contracts. So we're going back to Cleveland in 2022. And we tapped Joe on the shoulder and said, you know, since you did all this hard work in 2020, and really didn't get to execute on it, would you consider stepping back in and being our 2022 convention chair? And it's just sort of uh, redeploying the plan. So Joe is doing that. Uh, we're going to be in downtown Cleveland. And I'm predicting warm, sunny weather and a great time in Cleveland.
0: Hey, September in Cleveland is pretty darn nice. It really is. Been to a few uh, Browns games up there and the weather is beautiful. It never really gets too hot. You have a nice breeze coming off of Lake Erie. So it's gonna be a fabulous time of year to visit there. And we're so excited. Can't wait for that and can't wait, you know, to hopefully have some of these COVID uh, restrictions, you know, of us maybe being a better place uh, where we can safely gather without so many things that, you know, I'm sure we are all, getting to be done with it at this point you know
1: absolutely yeah it'll be it'll be we're exciting all ready to move
0: on. we are we are well um john we are so excited for your year this is going to be so thank great you. so much to look forward to i can't wait to to see what you accomplish and it's gonna it's gonna be a great year thank you for all that you do uh My for pleasure. our association uh thank you for your incoming year presidency can't wait to see can't wait to to get started here so we are so oh, excited. fantastic
1: and for any of the listeners that are interested if you want to come and be part of the inaugural, reach out to us. We'll find a way to get you in and come be part of it. Come watch it happen.
0: Yeah, and you can still register for Winter Convention. Um, It's up on our website. Go to ohiorealtors.org. The Winter Conference information will be right on there. The full schedule, uh, full inaugural events and activities. Uh, We would love to see you there. Come hang out with us. Come enjoy some live music on a cold January night. We would love to have you.
1: (laughs) Well said, Allison. Thank you so much. It was great being with you this morning. Thank
0: you, John, for being here to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at We'll see you next time.
1: This has been a Humble Pod Production.